0: Richmond Parkway, Eugene
1: Hyman, 605 All right, welcome to another episode of the Fort Bend County Training Division podcast. I'm your host, Lieutenant Corey Williams. Today we have Tammy from the Houston Swim Club. Uh, she's part of the Fort Bend County uh, Drowning Prevention Coalition, and she's going to tell us a little bit about the services that she offers. Good morning to you, Tammy. How are you?
0: I am great. Thank you for having me.
1: Beautiful. Yes, it's it's good to have you here in the studio while we're recording. So could you tell us a little bit about Houston Swim Club? Sure.
0: It's my, it's my baby, so <laughs> sure. Houston Swim Club is a... Children's teaching facility. Um, We do teach adults as well. um, But our primary focus right now is children, especially this time of year. Um, We are a family owned business. My sister and I started working for a man named Phil Hansel back in the day. I'm not even going to date myself here, but (laughs) it was a long time ago, probably before you were born. Um, And then my mom came on and started working for him as well. And when he decided to retire, he sold it to my mom. Um, and we have grown that business from the one location that we started with to now six locations. Wow. Um, my mom owns three of those in Sharpstown, Sugarland and Katie, and my husband and I own Pearland and Cypress wow, and wow. my sister owns League City. So six you of You guys us. are
1: spread out yeah. and covering the Houston area quite a bit. Every Everyone's, <laughs> everyone's learning how to swim. Swim safety is obviously very important. Um, Wow. That's a that's a family business. It is. That's great. That's great. So, <clears throat> you were saying you guys offer you focus mostly on the children. Yes. Um, can you go into a little bit of detail on what kind of services you offer?
0: Sure. We start swim lessons as early as four months for babies and um, those would be with parent and child together. So a mom or a dad or, or some other adult is with the child until they become um, a little over two okay. and at two and by two and a half we kick mom and dad out because we they're kind of in our way at that point and so we focus on the kiddos by themselves from two and a half to through swim team level and adult and on, on all the way up. Wow.
1: Yeah. You know, as we're doing a couple of these these different um, interviews with the different folks on the the Drowning Provincial Coalition, uh, a lot of it is family-centered, right? So you do a lot of family-centered learning because it's very important for the parents to understand.
0: Well, it is. And, you know, you live in an area where water is everywhere for Mm -hmm. one. And, um, it's really hot down here. So if you're not in water, you're probably pretty hot. And so because families do spend a lot of time in the water together, whether it's boating related or the beach or the pools or whatever, it is really important for everyone to learn how to swim. And, um, it's, it's just, it's something that we created. My memories as a child are focused around vacations that were on the lake or, um, on a cruise or just pool related. But yeah. you know, we spend so much time as a family around water that, you know, those memories are great and we want to focus, um, and get everybody, um, all families together uh, around water and, and keep them safe that way.
1: Uh, that Absolutely. So as you're talking about swimming around the lake and in the backyard and here in Texas and we're, we're, it's too hot to be not in the water. Correct. Right. How, uh, How does your school kind of help prevent and teach uh get that education i guess how do we get that education to the parents
0: well for one it's it's starting them early as Mm -hmm. as early as you can um it's never too early but it's also never too late and so we have a lot of um kiddos who come in to learn and they're you know advanced in age um Mm -hmm. but we can still do it um i think a lot of times parents keep their kids out of swim lessons because they think they're not going to be around water, um, because they don't personally know how to swim or whatever. And so they put those fears on kids yeah. and, and then all of a sudden they're faced with a tr- traumatic situation and, and they're in trouble. So we definitely want to keep, get the adults to swim as well, but, um, you have got to start somewhere. And so we definitely focus for primarily on the kiddos, um, and you'd be surprised how many parents will call and say, okay, well now my kids learn how to swim and, um, they're not teaching me anything like, well, no, that's not their job. (laughs) (laughs) So we can, we can definitely teach you. So, um, what I would want people to know is that, um, you know, drowning is preventable. Yeah. And, um, there's a statistic from the, uh, National Institute of Health and Human Development that says that swim lessons reduce the risk of drowning by 88%. And I, I can't imagine that if I told you um, that if if you uh, wore a seatbelt, you're 88% more likely to survive a car accident, you wouldn't wear your seatbelt. I mean, yeah. so why not get your kids in swim lessons to reduce their the risk of, of a, a water accident?
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, and... In- Uh, we were talking before we started recording you know i'm i'm a parent Mm -hmm. i have four children right now and one on the way um so swimming is very important you know they the summertime right everybody's going to the pool daddy let's go right exactly and and you as a parent don't always think about that like my my wife she's going to kill me because i keep picking on her (laughs) but she can't swim yeah right and she's good at the the neighborhood pool right? right we go to uh go to the standing water she can -hmm. stand and it's great. But if we go to a lake or, uh, the ocean, the beach, the kids are on their own.
0: Right. (laughs) Well, and that's kind of, that's, you know, a lot of times that's where double drownings come in and and that's where an adult goes in to save a child that's, or another adult even, even, and from a drowning or something, some kind of accident and they end up hurting, two people instead of just the one. And it's really scary that, you know, that's why we tell people all the time, you know, teach your kids to swim, but if you can't swim in your wife's case, especially if one of her kids is under, she's going, I oh, mean, yeah. there's no mom that's not. So Absolutely. you just have to make sure that you're safe as well.
1: Yeah. yeah. We, you know, uh, we put, I remember putting our older two through swim lessons. Um, we're getting ready to put the, the rest of them through Good. cause they're getting about that age. Um, well, like you said, you guys start as young as four months. Right.
0: So do you see a lot of new parents? We do see a lot of new parents. I mean, especially with um, with little babies and um, especially once they start to walk. Once they are mobile, they're at risk. So, uh-huh. you know, they can. Most drownings don't happen with a child in goggles ready to go, you know, prepared mm-hmm. for an accident. Because at that point, you're usually hopefully you're being monitored by somebody and so you're being watched but for the most part um, we we want kids to learn how to swim as early as possible because drowning is the leading cause of death for children under the age of four uh, accidental death sorry I should have clarified that but um, and it's the le- second leading cause of accidental death for children 1 to 14 and it's just it's an astonishing number Texas leads the nation in drownings. Um, um, we're right up there with right above California and Florida and Arizona. Uh And, um, but again, it's just so preventable. And it's one of those things that if we could just get the message out that kiddos can learn to swim again, for the most part, they need to learn how to be comfortable enough in the water so that if they were to fall in, they would realize they can either turn around and get back to the side or stand up. Because a lot yeah. of times drownings happen when the water is shallow enough that they could actually just stand up. I remember a case of a pretty good ways uh, long ago, and um, it was a 12-year-old that was in an apartment pool here in Sugarland, and uh, he, they were in the pool. His, I think his older sibling was in the water, and he jumped in oh. and got into trouble, and he never realized he could stand up, and they both drowned. Wow. Um, and I just can't imagine being that parent that loses both kids when it's so preventable.
1: Yeah, Absolutely. It gets back to what you were saying that I'm pretty sure the older sibling is like, I'm going to help. Exactly. And, you know. Um, yeah.
0: And then wow. you got two in trouble.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So as you're talking about that, that's a good, I guess, segue into some prevention techniques and things that we can do as parents when we want to protect our kids. Um, uh, what I have... I don't have an in-ground pool, but mm-hmm. we're, we're moving. I'm looking at getting an above-ground pool, and mm-hmm. and the kids are looking forward to getting an above-ground pool. <laughs> so, what advice would you give someone like me that I'm I'm looking into doing that and looking at the prevention side?
0: I would. My first advice would be to always have a water watcher. So, okay. and what a water watcher is is somebody who is designated to watch the people in the water whether they're good swimmers or not swimmers, um, or, you know, weak swimmers or strong, um, have somebody designated to watch the water. And that's not somebody who's, you know, at a, a pool party is also doing the drinking and, yeah. and hanging out. Um, they're not sitting there on their cell phone.
1: So a, um, a designated water watcher, wa- water watcher. Mm-hmm. like your designated driver.
0: Exactly. Gotcha. Exactly. It, that's a very good way to put it. Yes. Um, it's just somebody who is, and it doesn't have, you don't have to do it the whole time. So, you know, you trade off and I do it for the first half hour and then you do it for the next half hour and you take turns so that, but you're, you're watching constantly. And I, we've had story after we've heard story after story of kiddos who um, were at pool parties. And mm-hmm. I can tell you that most drownings happen. Um, it's actually 75% of fatal drownings um, occur at a residence wow. and 76% are missing for five minutes or less. And 67% of those deaths are involved children ages one to three. And there was a, an adult present at over 90% of the, of the uh, accidents. So it's no. just, it's one of those things that it's just somebody else thinks somebody else is watching and, and no one is. And so it's just, Drowning is silent. You don't. Yeah. It's not a big, loud, you know, things like it looks like in the movies. It's yeah. just um, it, there's not flailing and there's not screaming. It is. It's happens quickly. It, it's silent. And if there's not somebody designated to watch, um, it, you could be at potential risk.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, um, you say that in, in my profession, right? In, in EMS, we respond to these calls, and in my history that I can think of. I don't think I've ever gone to a public pool in a response to a drowning or near drowning. Right. Um, it's always at a residence and, and there's family in the house. Right. And it's that, that one second that you look away that it happens. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And again, it's just one of those things that if you don't have someone watching, um, it is, it's scary. Like I said, how fast it can happen. But, um, I know of a story, a sweet little boy who was two and a half, lost his life. He was wearing arm floaties, um, which, again, we don't recommend. I'll get off my soapbox, but I'm telling you, don't do floaties. Do a life jacket, people. Life jackets. Um, But floaties give a false sense of security, one. And two, um, here's a great example of that, actually. He was wearing his arm floaties comes out of the water mom's drying him off he takes his arm floaties off so mm-hmm. she could dry him off and mom's sitting there talking to a friend and without his arm floaties because he thinks he can swim he goes back in the water and no one even knows he goes back in the water wow. so mom's doing everything she can she's you know with him and she was literally four feet away from him when he died and had and went back in the water and had a fatal drowning and you know, I just, I can't imagine how it must feel as a mom, but at the same time, it's just one of those things that you just think, oh my goodness, if I had just, if I had just yeah. and everyone thinks it's not going to happen to them. No. Yeah. I mean, it's just like our teenagers when they're driving, you know, texting and driving, they think, mm-hmm. oh, I'm fine. I'm a good driver or whatever. And this has nothing to do with your parenting skills. It has nothing to do with your, um, your love of your kids. Obviously everyone loves their kids and, and wants the best for them. And you think you're doing an amazing job and you are. It's just one of those things that happens um, silently, quickly, and and sadly.
1: Yeah, uh, you're you're clearly passionate about. It. I can see it. Yeah, like, so we're not we're not videoing this one, but you know you can see it as you speak. <laughs> um,
0: I can get pretty emotional about it. But, you know, it's just one of those things that I feel like um, we are. We, Usonic Club, are very passionate about drowning prevention because we know it works, and yeah. um, we we teach a means of. Uh, teaching kids by helping them to roll over and float, especially if they're under the age of five. And so if you can, and kids can float very early. I've Mm -hmm. seen kiddos, you know, under a year that can be taught to float. Um, Babies are born with a natural ability to hold their breath. There's, it's a great skill that we have, um, that we can build upon natural skills that we are born with if we get them in early enough. And that's not to say that it's too late if they're four or five or six years old, but babies, if you can get them in really early can learn so much that it's, it becomes a part of them. They don't, they don't panic in the water. They're very comfortable. They roll over and float when they get into, into trouble, or if they are, if they, I feel confident. I know some kiddos that lots and lots and lots of kiddos who could fall off of a cruise ship in the middle of the ocean and still survive. I know they could because they've been taught to float and it's just one of those things that, you know, obviously somebody's gonna get mm-hmm. back to them. But we have a a means, um, we have a test that we call our float test, and Houston swim Club's pretty known for it. Um, but we we teach kids just to roll over and float and to save themselves and the hope is that when they take this test, which is fully clothed with shoes on and, and everything okay. that they, we do it three times to make sure that they are, it's not a fluke. Um, but we drop them in fully dressed and have them roll over and float on their back for either five minutes or till they get to the side, um, and roll over and climb out themselves. So it's one of those things that it's, that's our benchmark. Like that's, we yeah. want every kiddo to be able to do a float test in a controlled environment so that if it happens in an uncontrolled environment, there we're not talking about another statistic.
1: Absolutely, for my EMS folks, that's called a uh, simulation. So we simulate, yeah, exactly. simulate the situation, right? right? Right. That's that's great. Um I don't remember doing that with my older two at their at their swim lessons.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. That luckily, like I said, they're older now, so they've been going to the pool for years. Right. I'm very confident in them swimming. Right. But um.
0: Well, and we teach that up until five um, because after five kiddos are have a lot more um, body strength and can turn their head to the side to take a breath like you and I would if we were swimming um, in a pool. Um, uh, we don't teach doggy paddle or anything like that because we want to teach everything geared towards if they wanted to swim competitively later in life um, so that we teach correctly. I, air, I use air quotes there because, you know, yeah. it's... Um, Every, every, everybody's version of correctly is different, but we want to teach them in a um, in a manner that they could go into competitive swimming if they wanted to, but that not everybody does, and that's yeah. cool with us. We just want you to be able to save yourself first, and love the water, and and be safe.
1: Uh, yeah, like I said, if it's good enough for the pros, it's probably good for uh, me to, to learn that as well. I think so. <laughs> yeah. So, I had a question. So, I'm a parent, mm-hmm. right? We're looking at getting my my six year old into swimming. Mm-hmm. What questions should we ask our swim school?
0: Well, you should ask how many kids are in a class.
1: Okay. Because
0: you don't want to be in a group class that's, you know, so big that you're getting lost. Um, our, our ratio is four to one. So mm-hmm. um, at the beginner level, it's three to one. But after that, it's four to one. Um, we want, You want to make sure that they're teaching, like I said, good proper breathing techniques, good body position. Um what happens is, if you teach a child to swim and you're teaching them what we can, cons- what you and I would look at is doggy paddling. Okay. So their their head is up out of the water and their legs are down in the water. Um, then you're you can do that for a little while, but you're going to get tired real fast. And it, you know you can only tread water for so long. So we want you to be able to get in a prone position um, to where they're they can swim and roll over if they get into a, if they're doing it for too long. So like. Like I said, if they fell off a boat in the ocean, yeah. they would be able to lay there for a little while and, and be okay and not get exhausted and, and you know, get into a potential uh, drowning risk. Um, I would ask who's in charge, whether it's the kiddo or the instructor. Okay. Um, and I I, I want to clarify that by saying our lessons are lovingly disciplined, and that's not to say that um, it's, you know, real strict or anything like that. It's just if a kiddo says they don't want to go to School? Or are you gonna say, okay, don't go ahead and stay home? The answer is no, you're not. Okay, well, I don't want to learn how to do addition. Okay, don't worry about that. We'll do that another time. No, you're gonna mm-hmm. learn it. Um, so it's the same with swim lessons. We have kiddos that come in and say, oh, I don't wanna, I don't wanna put my face in the water. Well, let's get you where you are comfortable enough to put you in the, your face in the water. It's not. I You don't get to tell me what we're going to do. I tell you what we're going to do and we're going to do it lovingly disciplined, like I said, and we're going to hug you through it. And we're going to, um, but we're going to encourage it to where it's, you know, you're actually going to do it. Your hair is going to be wet. Yes, Yes. (laughs) You, You can't learn to swim if your hair, if your hair doesn't get wet. Um, so we want you to, I want you to ask, you know, if it's a, A sweet. I don't want it to be traumatic either. And there is another program, and I'm not going to name the name just because I'll get in trouble. Um, But they are they teach by means of trauma, in my in my opinion, and that's just my opinion. But um, when you can only go to lessons for ten minutes at a time because it's so traumatic that you can't handle any more than that, um, that's probably not the right way to learn. Okay. Um, I don't want kiddos to be scared of the water. I want them to respect the water, but I also want them to understand. Um, that swimming is fun and so I don't want kiddos to scream and cry and get to the point of vomit um, so that they can get out of class and that's um, another program and it is not ours so I I will tell you that um, lovingly disciplined is a great way to learn Um, but again we do our program and I strongly encourage people to to find a program that does classes more than once a week okay we our initial lessons at Houston Swim Club for every child is two weeks, Monday through Friday, 30 minutes a day. And after that two weeks, then you can go to once a week or twice a week and, and get, um, get the progression that you want. But we think that kiddos learn best if they are immersed in, ha, immersed in swimming, um, <laughs> if they are literally, you know, doing it every day for a couple of weeks. And I'll, We go through a a conversation with a lot of parents that, you know, the first two or three days is a little bit rough because they're not used to it and that kind of stuff. But then if, because they're coming every day by the third or fourth day, that is over, that um, the crying, the pushback, the fussing, that kind of stuff is over and the learning really sets in. And the difference between day one and day 10 is, I mean, day and night. I mean, it's just huge difference. And I'll have people that say, oh, I just don't know that I can do it. She's crying. And I'm like, well, we're going to love her through that. We're going to take care of it. Um, and, you know, we just want the, if you can bring them and get them there, we can take care of the rest. And so, <laughs> but kiddos that learn and, and swim Monday through Friday for two weeks. And then after that, it's just, it, the progress is so quick. And yeah. it's just a really good way to learn. So I, I, I strongly encourage them to, if, Somebody was asking me, I'd find some place that does lessons more often than once a week because you just, it's like trying to, if you ride a bike for 30 minutes a week, you're probably, you know, it's yeah. kids can take a long time to learn yeah. and it's going to get frustrating. So we don't want babies to get frustrated. We want them, um, we don't want parents to get frustrated. We certainly don't want kiddos to get frustrated. So learning is a lot faster every day.
1: That's amazing. I, I like it. Lovingly disciplined. disciplined. That's yeah. great. That's great. So before we wrap up,
0: how do we find you? How do parents
1: find you guys?
0: HoustonSwimClub.com. Okay. Uh, We are all over social media. Our social media game is strong. We've got a guy (laughs) that's just a a beast at it. He's so good at it. But um, so social media is a great way to follow us, especially if you're not sure you follow us, you're going to love us because we show you good and bad, but we, you know, we, um, social media is great—Instagram, Facebook, um, Twitter—all those kind of good things. But you know, HoustonSwimClub.com is by far, and I would strongly encourage somebody who's looking for swim lessons to go out and look at their swim club that they're gonna that they're gonna join. Don't don't join blindly. Okay. Do some research. Um, find a place that is passionate about drowning prevention. Find a place that is um, owner operated, um, okay. not just a um, oh. Do I say it? Yes, I do. Um, There are big franchises that are um, just not as... Passion's the only word I can think of right yeah, now. Um, yeah. It's just not as, you know, it's, it's a business, not a, not a passion. And I, want, I would love for people to find a place that there are others from schools in Houston that are also family businesses, you know, all over Houston and all over Texas and all over the United States that really feel strongly about what they do. And it's not just a business. It's about um, the kids and, and making those memories and creating those memories for families.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's great. We're going to list in the description of this episode all the uh, links to the website, to the social media, uh, all the ways to get in contact with you guys. Um, But I think we're going to wrap it up. That's all I have.
0: All right. We look forward to, uh, to seeing everybody and getting them all water safe.
1: Awesome. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Fort Bend County EMS Training Division Podcast. Fort Bend County EMS is providing this podcast as a public service and or for educational purposes, but it is neither a legal interpretation nor a statement of Fort Bend County EMS policy. Reference to any specific product or entity does not constitute an endorsement or recommendation by Fort Bend County EMS. The views expressed by guests are their own and their appearance on the program does not imply endorsement of them or any entity they represent. The views and opinions expressed by Fort Bend County EMS employees are those of employees and do not necessarily reflect the view of Fort Bend County EMS or any of its command staff. If you have any questions about this disclaimer, please contact our chief EMS via his administrative assistant or email us at clinical.division.ems at fortbendcountytx.gov.